1: Perfect! That was a really good clap. Yeah. Hello, everybody. Oh, shit. Sure. Nope, sorry. Nope. <laughs> this is all going in. We're not... I'm not erasing <laughs> any of this. Hello, everybody, and welcome to July 10th, 2019. That's the year. Uh, this is another episode of Fan With The Fan By Podcast. It's me, Stephen Strom, your managing editor. I am joined today by Nikki Grayson. Hello, Nikki. Hello. Hello. I am not joined by Merit, who was here for about twenty seconds or about three hours trying to fix their internet. But their internet is so terrible that their internet their up speeds are perfectly fine, so they sound great to us. But we they couldn't hear a damn thing that we said, um, which is very funny. It's bad. The um, internet is bad. Yeah, it's we should get rid of it. Throw it out. Start over. Internet too. Uh yeah, uh, you're the social media specialist. I didn't actually say your
0: title, so I'm uh, pro- I'm gonna apologize about that. Sorry, Nikki. That's okay. Okay. Event. I mean, honestly, at this point, I don't know what my title is. Mm. So, is one of those. It's a good start. That's a good thing to have.
1: Ah <laughs> uh, yeah. So this will probably be another like a. I, 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 it's kind of a bummer because I like to have those three person podcasts. I think we're a uh, better best on our game. But it is nice to have yeah. you back after your your uh bad bad laryngitis by the sound uh-huh. of it. Uh huh.
0: It we was rough how it, is that it was fine now in in, in practice extremely bad i mm. think in slack i described it as my voice sounding like a person with acrylic nails using a chalkboard as a cat scratching post fun yeah so it sounds like like hd rumble in a switch basically it's like exactly what? it was yeah. exactly like that yeah.
1: Which, uh, perfect segue. Let's get right into the news. <laughs> <laughs> switch Lite coming in hot. Breaking news of like four hours ago. They announced this like mm-hmm. a while ago. We're recording this at like 1 p.m. Central. Uh, so, whatever. Like, people already know this. You definitely know it by the time you're hearing this podcast, I'm sure, if you yes. follow video games at all. But yeah, they're putting out a Switch Lite. It's baby like. Baby Switch. Yeah, baby Switch. With cool colors because, uh, like, everybody who ever buys. Hardware, especially Nintendo hardware, first always gets fucked on colors. It's always yeah. just like, well, oh, here's a bunch of gray garbage." You dumbass. Mm-hmm. Why would you spend all this money? Why just you, you spent more money for a worse looking thing? You, you fucking complete chump.
0: It's Congratulations. Mm-hmm. I remember the only time I've ever felt um, like good with a first, like a first pass Nintendo product mm-hmm. was when I bought my Nitro Blue. Nintendo DS, the oh. original one. Mm-hmm. That was the only time I was like, this was a good decision I made. Nitro. Um, to Blue. have to beg my mom for this. Ooh, yeah, that looks alright. Um, I think it was called Nitro Blue. Original Nintendo.
1: So when I look at Nitro Blue, I'm not getting any really good. Ah, um,
0: oh, dang! Oh, it's called Electric Blue.
1: Electric Blue. Let's take a look at that. Let's. Uh, let's you know, put blue it on the like board.
0: electricity.
1: Yeah, you know, lightning like lightning powers. Okay, that's pretty good. Still pretty good color. I like this. Yeah, yeah,
0: a good color. I'm looking at the that that DS again. Jesus Christ. Yeah. Yeah. What a what a machine. The, I just need everyone at home. If you're driving, stop your car. Pull over. Mm-hmm. Get your phone. Yeah. And just type in the words Nintendo DS into wikipedia.com and just look at the ratio of com- of like computer body to screen. Mm-hmm. Jesus.
1: It's like it's like a it's like a PDA that what had yeah. a stylus attached that you could play Mario on. It, it's awful. It's something it's so
0: terrible. It is so very clearly um the like you you can look at Nintendo's hardware and like track the the thought process, mm-hmm. right? Like all the way from the original Game Boy to where we're at with the Switch, but like there is something so naked about the Nintendo DS, which is someone had the idea, hey, what if we put another screen on this Game Boy Advance?
1: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> we
0: like the Game Boy Advance a lot, but what if what if Game Boy Advance, but two of them? But two of them, but two screens? Mm-hmm. Um, that thing had four megabytes of RAM. Holy
1: crap! That's and that's unfeasible that's un uh oh my god how could you even
0: fit that much ram into a device like that it's crazy i don't think you could even buy i'm pretty sure this mouse that i'm holding in my hand right now has more ram
1: <laughs> <laughs> that's actually probably Nintendo true yes yeah, yeah. I never had a Nintendo DS at the time. The only DS I've ever had is a DS Lite. And I had a 3DS that I bought when they did that whole Ambassador, like, oh my god, we're so sorry mm-hmm. that this thing sucks so bad. Yeah, we the fucked campaign.
0: up and we, we put, it was too many dollars.
1: <laughs> yeah, we, too many dollars and had no games, we're, we're sorry we did a bad one. So I bought one yeah. then, but, and then I much, much later bought a DS Lite so that I could uh, play uh, GBA games. Because I had, I had a, mm-hmm. a regular ass GBA when it came out. And the only game I owned was like a Dragon Ball Z game um yeah and i was i was a psp kid. It was kind of or our at mm. the time or whatever um you know marcus really pulled me in on that one psp <laughs> hells yeah uh no psp was great like PS, PS Vita is great which is apparently nintendo realized too because what's that
0: yeah do you mean <laughs> do you mean the nintendo switch light i do mean I don't nintendo know what a vita, vita is it's
1: it's like a nintendo switch Lite, but like from eight years ago because that's exactly what nintendo has done is they've made another one of those <laughs> does it have games <laughs> Uh, Vita have the thing about the Vita is the Vita had a lot of games. It was just a lot of games that um like were names like Hakuki, like Memories of the mm. Shinsengumi and stuff like that. It was a lot ah, of visual so novels. No, uh, hey, the Vita, the Vita, <laughs> the, the Vita was a fantastic device. The Vita was amazing.
0: The I always wanted one. And then realized that, like, there was nothing on it that I wanted to play. Mm, mm -hmm. So, like, it was one of those situations. The number of times when I got my PlayStation 4, the number of times where I was like, but what if I just got a Vita for, like, remote play? Mm -hmm. Because that seems like it makes sense. Yeah. And then I just never did.
1: It was, uh, I will say, I used to use the Vita for remote play to do crafting in Final Fantasy 14, and I used to do, um, uh, like, farm spin metal in Destiny
0: from my bed. That was Yeah, that's that's what I... (sighs) Yeah. Wait. Okay. Hold on. We should just talk about what this what the switch light is because yeah. I feel like we haven't done that yet. You know, children. Yeah. Um. You know how they have small hands. Familiar with. And break shit. Heard of them. Um. So Nintendo made a switch for them. Yeah. It's kind all of? plastic. Yeah. Kind of. It's all plastic. You can't take the Joy-Con off. Um. It's smaller. Smaller. It's, it's lighter. You can't plug it into a TV. Can't No TV mode, which is and, kind of
1: f- rad, or is kind of wild. I guess whatever, they made a 3DS that didn't have any 3D in it at yeah. one point, but also, well, they at least called it a 2DS, now they have a device called the Switch, where the entire point of being called the Switch is because it can switch mm-hmm. between
0: handheld and TV, and now it yep. doesn't do the thing that it is named do, after. It doesn't do it. It doesn't do it. That's very strange. Um, I, the, the video trailer it was amazing, because I watched it this morning um, with my partner, and we were like, yelling at the screen as we watched it was like, can you plug it into the TV? What about, okay, wait, no, hold on. Because it just kept doing this thing where it would pass near televisions, but then not actually show what was connected to the television. Mm -hmm. And there was specifically one shot where a teen is playing Mario Kart or playing Splatoon in their living room. Mm -hmm. um, And then it pans up and it's like, oh, that's a regular ass switch. And then it goes upstairs and then there's a younger teen playing not Splatoon, but handheld, uh, and it's like, oh yeah, you can't plug this thing into a TV.
1: Yeah, like, this seems so strange to me, this entire device, like, just seems so bizarre. It's, like, $100 cheaper, the battery life is, I I think I was reading, is only, like, 30 minutes longer than the regular Switch, which does not have a great battery life. Yeah. Like, Like, the Switch does not, you play some, like, Breath of the Wild, you get, like, a couple of hours out of that sucker. Like, that is not feasible i guess i don't know maybe how maybe that doesn't matter a ton these days be when it's all just rechargeable and you can just play it into a wall and yeah you know um. it's like
0: the the yeah it's it's rated as a three to seven hour battery life which is a ridiculous like that's a comcast esque will be at your house between six and like one 6 a.m and 1 p.m mm-hmm, situation mm-hmm. like that means nothing yeah that's it's um, totally meaningless it's
1: like are you playing Picross s well congratulations you get seven hours are you playing literally yeah. anything
0: else well it's three three yeah and three um, is not enough
1: time to do anything no
0: but yeah anyway so it comes could, in three really great colors
1: i'm saying i'm saying real quick nicky i don't mean to interrupt but could, oh, yeah. could you just back up off the mic just a tiny bit you're popping. oh yeah sorry pop on just a little bit Am I good? Am I think, good? I think you re- you you were leveling you were leveling out a little
0: bit, but I think you're good now. Okay. Hold on, let me actually we'll just cut all this fun stuff out. Let me go into Discord cuz when it was doing the weird echo stuff, I had to like do some sliders. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'll okay. definitely I'll definitely edit all of this out. Don't worry. None <laughs> of this will be in the final version. All
1: right. I think am I is it good now? it's okay i think it's also okay. partially weird just because i'm wearing like a weird kind of headphones here that are like that i can't seem to control with my actual computer of the volume of at all mm. it's just bad
0: all over so anyway good i just like knocked my i just knocked my own volume down a little bit more okay like, i think you sound good now. anyway great yeah so the switch um, it's for pokemon
1: yeah. and nothing else and probably i don't know like, I don't know. I don't it's know who this is for, really. Like, people... Kids. Uh, yeah, kids, I guess, but it's like, have you seen the Switch screen? It is very scratchable. You can't... Right. It doesn't clamshell up. Like, it doesn't do any of that stuff. And it's like, so you just have to pr- carry it in a carrying case. And it, the Switch, it is smaller, I guess, and lighter. But, like, if you're putting it in a carrying case, like, you're not fitting it in your pocket. Certainly children aren't fitting it in their pocket. Right. So, like, it's for car rides, I guess? And Yeah.
0: I think I think the... the just you going from memory, like, based on how I know I used my DS, which inherent was a clamshell situation, so, like, but it still lived in an extremely large case. It still was actually primarily played in the car or when I was, like, at home, like, after I had done my homework. Mm. So, like, it isn't going anywhere. Like, it does go places, sure, but it, like, lives inside of a case basically all the time because I'm not, like, the kid's not taking it to school Usually right? like that's I think that's like the my biggest personal like I think that's the disconnect that I'm seeing the most is like where I me personally Nicholas Grayson would love to have a smaller clamshell switch that I could throw into my bag right because I have to get on a train to go to my job kids can't because I then theoretically could play the switch at lunch or whatever Mm -hmm. the kids aren't taking me the like their stuff to school they have to leave it in their car. They have to leave it in their parents' car so that they can then play it on their way home, and then they can play it after they do their homework. So it's, like, it's always in a place where, like, it's not going to get terribly destroyed.
1: The thing about that, though, is that, like, they have a solution for that, and it's called the Nintendo Switch. Like, that that already exists and also has the option to do other cool things. Yeah, like like you can use a cool controller and you can plug it into your TV and it looks real nice. Like that's yeah. the part that that's the disconnect for me because like if this thing is like fully portable and the but the use case is you you just take it for very short trips and for use it like in very small things like the Switch already does that. That's why the Switch does the things that it does. It's it's for commuting and such like that. Like mm-hmm. I guess it's it's nice that it's lighter and smaller. That's always like a nice little thing. But like yeah, I just don't. I don't know like I feel like anytime there's a new Nintendo hardware revision I was kind of dunking on people about this on Twitter too is like there's or any kind of new Nintendo kind of like experiment or hardware thing or whatever it's just like you're just immediately bombarded with people going like you're just not the target audience like I (laughs) it was very much just that was like I remember that happening with the Nintendo Labo too like people just like losing their mind saying like this thing is going to like the world on fire like kids love Legos and stuff like that it's like it, it, it it's funny to me that like the people who are always saying you're not the target audience are also not the target audience and like yeah. but are somehow experts on who the target audience is, and then obviously the Nintendo Labo just like completely just lit the world on fire, just completely yeah. took us over. Like I, I'm sitting on a chair made of Labo right now. Um, yeah, I warm my home with Labo. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, because that's all it's good for is kindling. <laughs> No, so I don't know. Like I'm I'm curious. Like the thing that is more interesting to me about this, and uh, like this is total speculation at this point, but I feel like there, I think there were some rumors about this back in the day, was that this would be one of like uh, two revisions, which would this would there Mm -hmm. would be this version, and then there would be like a Switch Pro, which was like a more powerful one that did all the stuff you want and had like a better D pad and 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 yada yada yada. Um, Right. That's the kind of thing. Like the fact that they're willing to do this kind of revision, if there there is like a Switch Pro kind of thing, which would be kind of like not entirely unique for Nintendo. They did the New 3DS XL, um, which was kind of their their pro of a mm-hmm. handheld type type device, so like maybe something like like that in the future, but I feel like they're not like that was a that was a 3DS, right? That was like Right. That was not a full home piece of hardware the way that like a PlayStation 4 Pro or an Xbox One X is. So it would still feel like kind of a um like a change for them uh for them to like like worry about like power or worry about like a uh uh and like pro end user experience or something like that, enthusiast experience. So, right. So I, I, I want them to do that, but I don't I don't know if I can see them still doing it. Like, I don't know. It's so uh, yeah.
0: That, I think uh, Go ahead. I think like the the DS lineage makes sense to like try to figure out what they're gonna do. Because the D like the DS very clearly was can we get this thing to work? Right. And will people buy it? And I like looking at the switch and then looking at I mean obviously like they did a much better job first time out with the Switch than I think they did with the regular ass Nintendo DS. Um, but they moved to the light and the light was actually way better selling than the than the original DS was. Oh yeah. And then remember the DSI? Yeah, I do. Yeah. So okay. like that thing had a bunch of shit that no one ever used, but people still bought it. And <laughs> also like, ran that DSI wear exactly because right. it like had I actually think that was the best uh, looking DS mm. like even better than any like DS like 3DS revision like I actually think the DSI is like the best looking Nintendo handheld um like there's that I had a cyan blue one uh and it just just thinking about it makes me happy that thing rolled. anyway like DSI
1: I'm looking at yeah. right now cuz again I never really oh those are like the really like uh the really squared off ones right yeah yeah yeah,
0: yeah. um yeah I- and I I just think that like They're only $55.
1: Should I buy a DSi? That's about what I paid for a DS Lite. Because I wanted... Well, DSIs don't have the GBA port, right? They do not. See, that's the thing. That's the... If I'm going to... If you're going to buy a a DS in 2019, you might as well get one with the GBA port so you can play with, like, Final Fantasy Advance. Why didn't they put a, a GBA port on the Switch Lite? i know
0: right like that's the apps, that's the real problem here like if they if can you imagine if they were... if they just put a Game Boy advance port on the switch light they were like listen we found a bucket of these parts mm-hmm. in the factory and like we probably we could fit it so anyway we need to get rid of them and we put them in this you need to play guitar hero world tour right goddamn now oh my God.
1: um and you can finally do it with like a real touchscreen that's great Anyway, I, I don't know. So anyway, uh, I think that's it for the, probably the Switch Lite. I, uh, maybe yeah. Merritt has some more opinions about that, but uh, we'll find out about that next week. As far as mm-hmm. other stuff that happened this week, I went to a little thing called Tenocon.
0: Yeah, how was it? Uh, how was your Canadian experience? My community experience uh, and my commute experience. Which, which one did you say? I said Canadian, but we can take either oh, of the ones shit. you said. Uh,
1: it's like a totally third dimension to this <laughs> that I wasn't even expecting. Um, My Canadian experience was good This is my third TennoCon There have been four I did not go to the first one But I've been to this other one For people who don't know TennoCon refers to Hayden Tenno The main character of Dark Sector uh, The PlayStation 3 and Xbox 360 game Uh, Played by Michael Rosenbaum Lex Luthor on Smallville Uh, It was great uh no, it was it refers to a different game from the from the makers of that game Dark Sector which uh had some very vague references to dark or God damn it the game is not called Dark Sector it's called Warframe. Uh you may have heard of it. Uh it's a it's a it's a free to play third person shooter ninja space action game uh that is extremely popular. Uh I think it's like they're up to like 50 million active users or something like that at this point. It's just like this weird game that's like weirdly quietly extremely popular that like nobody in the mainstream press talked about for years. Um, and just sort of slowly like built up this huge fan base of like very very dedicated players, uh, including myself who has played since about 2012. And it is famous for, and I think at this point it is probably most famous for like it's starting off very 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 simple and basic. It was like a procedurally generated um, third-person corridor shooter, and now they're up to like they've added open worlds and all these crazy like story updates, and now they're adding like a. FTL slash, um, Star Trek bridge crew style, like, um, space combat where you're, like, controlling your own capital ship and there's jetpacks in it and hoverboards and all these different factions and, you know, all this crazy stuff that they keep adding. And then every year at TennoCon, they announce, like, some new, big, huge, crazy addition. Uh, and, yeah, we got to see a little bit of that this year at TennoCon 2019. Nikki, have you ever played
0: Warframe? I have. Um, I... I'm trying to remember when. I think it was like, it must have been a year and a half ago. My friend and I had it installed on our Xboxes as like kind of a joke because we were it was we it was around like this time a couple of years ago where no video games are out. Yeah, and we were like, oh, "Fuck, we need something like literally anything to play." And we were like, "We also don't want to spend money," mm-hmm. so we downloaded Warframe. And I will say, like, I the act of playing Warframe, you can do some just bonkers shit. Like you can fly basically and do like sweet flips the whole time. Yeah, and I'm like, oh hell yeah! And you've got like my the one that I had had a big stick and the like the best feeling bow I've ever used in a hell game yeah. Game. The bows in Warframe are like second to none. <laughs> they rule. Like you can shoot like enemies with it, and then it will like pit, it will kick like depending on where you hit them in the body, the momentum from the arrow will continue through and like pull well, the thing you've shot away and like pin it to a wall and you're like oh hell yeah that rips um, so there was that but also like I had no fucking idea what I was doing or what I was supposed to right. be doing because the last time I played that game basically did not have any sort of onboarding right? and it like I felt like it had assumed that I had been playing for years <laughs> and I was like I like I just hit things with sticks at this point like and I actually don't know if I'm <laughs> making any sort of progress mm mm-hmm. So that is that has been actually like a massive,
1: massive problem with Warframe for years. It is something that even there, like they, they, so, the creative director Steve Sinclair of Warframe, he was out there talking about this uh, during the press demo that they showed us behind closed doors earlier the day of Tenocon. Um, and talking about one of the things that he talked about was that he was actually very surprised by how many of like the super hardcore veteran players are constantly telling him like, you need a better onboarding process for this game Mm -hmm. because the game is designed in this very strange way where like it is free to play, but it is all, and it is like all the updates and all the expansions are always free. All the only stuff that you can pay money for is you can pay for cosmetics, uh, and you can pay like for what they call prime access, which is just like for three months, uh, they go in, they go in waves, but for three months you can just buy like a really super like ripped ass warframe uh, and like a bunch of weop- like really good weapons called prime versions, um, which you can also gain in game. You can just farm for them; it's fine. Um, and they all start at level like zero, so you can, it, it's mm-hmm. not like they're just ultra powerful right out the gate. But it's like they have a very high ceiling on them, and those are the things you can spend money on in Warframe, basically. Um, but all the other, all the content updates are free, and they've just been adding that, like, just piling stuff on all over the place. Like, I remember, like, at the time, it being, like, yeah, when that game first came out, it was basically corridor shooting. You would go onto these spaceships, and it was all procedurally generated, um, spaceship interiors. And then, like, the first thing, it was wild, where they, would, like, added, oh, you can go onto, like, Earth now, and and it's, like, weird future 10 million years in the future Earth. Or you can go on right. Venus now, and blah, blah, blah. And then they added, like, now you can go out into space in, like, a jetpack. And you can, like, fly around and shoot a bunch of other people in jetpacks and stuff like that. And, like, that being at the time, we're like, whoa! And it turned out to not actually be very good because it was, like, super (laughs) (laughs) buggy. It was, like, super buggy and unwieldy. And they've done a ton to improve it in the years since. And then in 2017, it was, like, I think it was their, like, very big coming out moment where they, like, said, like, hey open world. Like, there, here's this whole open world zone called the Plains of Eidolon, and during the daytime, you can go fishing, you can go mining, you can fight enemies at these bases, and then it turns it's got a day-night cycle, and when it becomes night, this giant kaiju rises out of the water, and everybody can work together to tackle this giant Godzilla ghost creature bug monster thing. Um... But all this time, they're adding all these different features and stuff, and they have their own little introductions to them and whatnot, but they don't really add, like, full new tutorials to the beginning of the game. Like, the, the, the one little bit of a tutorial they have, uh, like, Vor's Prize, I think is what it's called, um, the one little thing that they have just kind of, like, shows you this is what a gun is, this is how you craft have at it like they didn't explain like and next you want to do next you want to probably get the the jetpacks before you go to the open world because having the jetpack is going to let you move around faster uh and like, it, i didn't even know there was a jetpack oh yeah like, yeah the arc wing. yeah yeah uh, they're, they're, there's like multiple versions of them, and they all different, different powers. And like you know, like the this is the one that you and like there's nothing in the game to tell you. Act, this is the jetpack that you want because it has the blink teleport, and that makes it super fast. And everybody uses mm-hmm. it. And they're actually like changing that to like if I'm, as long as I'm on this esoteric stuff, they're they're actually adding that blink ability to all the different jetpacks because it's so good that everybody just That's uses cool. that one jetpack. Anyway, yeah, yeah. Uh, but anyway, one of the things. So they announced a ton of shit. Like previous years, it was always very much like. Uh, hey, here's like one really huge thing, and then this year it was like here's a lot of very small kind of quality of life improvements. And one of the things that they showed was that was this like CG cinematic intro directed by Dan Trachtenberg, the uh, guy who directed Ten Cloverfield Lane, and uh, huh. who is huh. who is directing the uh, Uncharted movie. Huh. He's apparently a huge Warframe player. He's like 200 hours played in Warframe. He's like mastery rank 17. Huh. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, which what he said that on on stage at uh, at Tenocon, everybody was just like, "Uh huh, huge Warframe player, only two hundred hours, huh?" Not <laughs> um, a real gamer. Yeah. What do you
0: th- do for a living? Make movies or whatever? Yeah. I don't
1: know. ass. Like, oh, you fake <laughs> fake geek girl. Uh, I will say, what, what is my current hour count Warframe? I should say, like, just for full disclosure. Anyway, one of the things he showed off was like this this new intro uh, cutscene to the game and it was like oh that's cool and then like <laughs> behind closed doors they were like uh, you know they were telling us about this intro cutscene or whatever uh, so yeah we, we've got this new I have 1017 hours in Warframe on on just the Steam version uh, just FYI hey that's a big number <sighs> yeah Anyway, uh, so, like, yeah, they said, like, yeah, here's this cool thing. It's, like, got a bunch of, like, JoJo's Bizarre Adventure-style low-key spoilers for, like, huge, like, reveals in Warframe down the line. (laughs) Because one of the big things about Warframe also is that, like, you play it for, like... 30 hours, and you're like, yeah, it's just... You kind of go around, you collect loot, you get better guns, you get better warframes, you level up, and then, and they're like, there's not really a story to it as such. There's, like, kind of a basic premise, which is that you're, like, an ancient warrior that's been, like, resurrected by this, like, woman, this mysterious woman called the Lotus, and then you get, like, 30 hours into the game, and then this story mode unlocks that, like, has this massive fucking twist that, like, reframes everything you know about that universe. <laughs> it's, like, it, the, the quest is called The Second Dream, and it's, like, mm-hmm. it like... You basically, you pull the moon out of, like, a pocket dimension, and suddenly you can go to the moon, and the moon is, like, this crazy, like, sci-fi citadel, and I don't want to... I almost don't want to spoil it. It's, like, a huge thing in the Warframe community that you do not spoil the second dream, but... Uh, and then, yeah, that, that unlocks a bunch of other story quests that they've added. Like, they've, they're up to three now, they've got a fourth one coming... Uh, called The New War coming in uh, Christmas. But yeah, it's like this huge thing that completely re-de- like re-de- adds this whole new like dimension to the gameplay. It, it redefines everything you know about what's going on in that world, like who you are and what you're doing and why you're doing it. Like Suddenly there's this massive story to this game that for 30 hours, and or if you were like me, for like four years, you didn't know how to story. <laughs> um, yeah, but... And there's So this new CG intro, like, kind of uh, low-key spoils a little bit of that and, and, like, has a little bit of hints here and there as to, like, what's actually going on in this world of Warframe. And uh, so they, like, showed us this thing. I was like, oh, that's cool. Uh, yeah, he's like, yeah, we wanted to, like, let new players kind of get, like, kind of a better idea of what was going on. And they kind of, like, left it there and I, like, asked, had to ask, like, him, like, I raised my hand in this big room full of press. I was like, so is this, like... Is this like teasing that you're like adding, finally adding like a new player experience? That you're like doing better onboarding and tutorials and stuff? And they're like, oh yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Oh yeah, we forgot. Yeah, kind (laughs) of. It was like kind of in that way. They're like, uh, like, one thing I love about Digital Extremes, the developers of this game, is that they are like very. they're a huge team, but, like, even for, like, the even for their size, they, they punch way above their weight class, and they just feel very small sometimes, and feel very scrappy. Um, and so some of their interviews definitely come off that way, where they'll, they'll just have, like, massive announcements that they just kind of forget to mention. And then, like, somebody on the team will be like, oh, you want to mention that thing? And it's like, well, yeah, I suppose. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. why not? Uh, we were going to save that for, like, a week from now, but whatever. Uh, and they'll just say it, uh, but yeah, so, like, they, so this new cutscene will be added to the game alongside a whole new set of, like, player onboarding and tutorials and stuff like that that kind of, like, reintroduces you into the world, uh, there, it's also going to, like, there's three starter, Warframes are the name of, like, the character classes in the game, um, and they're gonna be reworking one of those starter classes, Mag, and, like, they show off, like, her new powers in this CG intro and stuff, and, yeah, so that was one of the things they announced, um... They also show... Yeah, yeah. It's, I love do Warframe. Do I have to play Warframe now also? That's the thing, right? Like, it's impossible <laughs> to do this. <laughs> it's impossible to keep up with all of these fucking games. Like, I, pl- I started playing Warframe again this like last night a little bit, and I was just like, oh, dope. I, lo- I forgot. I-, I love this game. And I was just like, boy, oh, they added bad juju back into Destiny, huh? Oh, mm-hmm. right. I'm still playing Final Fantasy XIV. I haven't beaten the story in the new expansion yet, huh? Oh, the Fire Emblem Three Houses is coming out soon, huh? Mm-hmm. Oh, Three Houses, Three Kingdoms. Oh, I bought Fire em- I bought Total War Three Kingdoms <laughs> uh, like a week ago. The Steam sale. I better play a little bit of that. Mario Maker Two. Oh, right. Like, this just it's impossible to keep up with every fucking game anymore.
0: Yeah. Uh, Too and- many games.
1: Yeah. Uh, and I feel like warframe was like kind of at the forefront of the, of this of like really establishing like laying down like a lot of like really good practices for for live game stuff um, mm-hmm. and yeah, I don't know like but even so, boy, I uh... There's, so the one the nice thing I guess about this is that like none of the kind of the major stuff they that is coming to warframe so that just to round it out they announced that they showed off more of their like space combat stuff and they showed off there's gonna be a third open world that's gonna have like this time travel element to it and it's maybe they're maybe adding like mounts like these weird horse like alien horses uh, and stuff and yeah a bunch of cool stuff overall there's the big thing that they show, wanted to show off was this thing called squad link which is that, like, now all... Previous, like, in Warframe, you it's all co-op. It's basically... There's, like, there is PvP, but nobody plays it. Um, and it's not really, like, updated or anything like that because they just know it's right. not the focus of the game. But it's it's mostly played as, like, a four-player co-op experience um, that you kind of, like, uh, go back and forth between different kinds of missions. There's, like, dozens of different mission types and activities and whatnot on top of the open-world stuff. There's two open-worlds in the game now. Um, and... Yeah, it's uh no so the thing but yeah, it's almost always just four players working together. And now this whole thing called squad link is they're going to have like asymmetrical real time multiplayer between different players where it's like somebody will be off the the demo that they showed was be was like, Yeah, somebody will be off, your team will be off like boarding these enemy ships and and jetpacking around. They showed off this, like, catapult weapon on the, on the ship where it's, like, you can load yourself into a cannon and then shoot yourself at an enemy capital ship, and then you'll just, yeah, like, good. smash inside of it and <laughs> take it over. Um, and while this is happening, like, the enemy is, like, shielding itself with, like, a shield disruptor or an energy disruptor or something they call it. And then, like, you put out, like, a call for help, and then somebody who is playing out in the open world, they showed, like, somebody just fishing... Um, gets a call for help and it's like, hey, if you look at that base over to, the, like, five miles to the north it's shooting a big g- green energy beam that energy beam is what's, like, powering up this other squad halfway across the game world, or, or, like, in a different system in a completely different session if you go blow that up, you're gonna help them and you'll get a bunch of rewards for it and stuff like that that's it, cool it's really neat, it's, it's it's uh, I don't know if you remember Dust 514 D- Dust...
0: do you know EVE Online? Five, one, four. I do. Eva? Oh, is that the free one that was on the PlayStation? I remember this. Yeah, video game. Yeah, where it was the whole idea was like you would be like it was a first-person
1: shooter where you would like fight on the ground, and whoever controlled the ground controlled the planet, and then the people in space uh, playing EVE Online would get all the resources from that planet. Right. It seems a lot like that, but more co-op in, uh, centric. And I think that that, that was the, definitely the big new thing that they showed off this year, as opposed to just like hey, here's some updates on that really big expansions that we've got coming. Um, yeah. Anyway, that was TennoCon 2019. I'm just super excited. I love Warframe. Uh, I, I have no idea how I'm going to fit it into my schedule, but none of that stuff is coming out anytime soon. But there was a bunch of other stuff that came out recently. Nikki, what have you been playing?
0: Um, what have I been playing? I've been playing a little bit of Apex. We did a stream of that yesterday. Hell yeah. Um, season 2. Season 2. Yeah, Season 2 just dropped. Watson... <laughs> is out, I can't really figure out I still don't, like, get her. Like, I don't understand what, like, what her kit is good for and, like, thinking about it yesterday because, thinking about it yesterday, um, we, like, stumbled upon a bunch of new, like, there are a lot more buildings now. Mm -hmm. Like, there are actually, like, enclosed spaces, which that game has historically not been about that. I've probably, I've played upwards of maybe 60 hours of that game um probably more but like that game the number of times that I've I've ended a game in apex legends um inside or in a confined space I could probably count on my hands right and the rest of the games have ended out in the open and I lit I just can't really see the usefulness or like the use cases for putting down Watson's like electric fence that basically can be tripped and will notify you that it's been tripped. If you are then, like, if I could just look at it and be like, well, I'm not gonna... I'm just gonna go around it because there's a a 400 foot wide field to the right of this 15 foot long fence. Um, So, like, I can't really figure that out. I don't really... I haven't really seen her that much. Like, a lot of people bought Octane um, when Octane launched and got Caustic when Caustic launched, but like, the use at least anecdotally, the number of people that I've seen using Watson has not actually been that high, Um, which is, like, she's so cool. Like, conceptually, it's very cool. I just, like, haven't really figured out, um, like, where she fits in the meta. I
1: I love her design, too. She's just, like, a cool-looking character. Um, Yeah. yeah. I agree with you, though. Like, I, I feel like there is this kind of, like... It almost makes me wonder because they knew that like the like uh, the in the meta, the the characters that you had in the meta were Lifeline and Bangalore were like top tier. Mm-hmm. And those characters are like all about like being out in the open, like to call down your supply drop and to use those like massive uh, bombardments. Mm-hmm. And I almost wonder if, like, Watson is kind of designed as, like, a, okay, to avoid those bombardments and all that other stuff and to avoid being sniped by, like, you know, lifeline call downs or whatever, um, you hide inside of a building, right? And then you put up a fence to, to hide the, in the building and then blah, blah, blah. Like, but it is weird that, like, she provides a lot of the same zoning capabilities as a caustic, but caustic right. has, like, the element of surprise and, like, sneakiness because you can put those poison things on the side of a door and nobody sees that they're about to trigger it until it's too late. Whereas, like, a laser exactly. fence is like, oh! I just should not walk through this, right?
0: <laughs> yeah, they're visible from a million miles away. Mm-hmm. Like you you have to choose to walk through them. Like it's not like an accident walking mm. through them. And like I I did get um kind of I did get trapped yesterday. I was playing around um and I got baited basically because I knew that it, I saw the fence but I had already downed a person. Like I had downed the Watson already. Mm-hmm. And I was like, "Okay, so if I go in to this building i know they're in there but i guess i don't know how many people are in there so i just took the chance and i ran into the fence but it gave them the directional information that they needed to tell me what door that i was coming in through right and then i got lit up by the other two that were inside but like yeah the situation seems so rare
1: yeah and it's um it's weird too because it seems like it's it shuts off if your allies try to go through it yeah. That's the other thing, is, like, a lot of her... I tried using her, I used her exactly once yesterday, and it just seems like there are so many weird rules and variables around using her. It's like, you, and then you can, like... It seems like you can turn it on like, turn off the fence yourself. If you hit L2, I think, or something like that, like, the, the pipes go back down into the ground, and then you mm-hmm. have to, like, turn them back on to reach... Like, bring them back out. It's very... And then, like, uh, you know, going back to the thing about, like, her being, like, an anti-bombardment character... That it, we didn't mention her alt. Her alt is literally like it's just a big bubble shield that blocks uh, bombardment type stuff or grenades right. and, and arc stars and all that sort of stuff too. Like she definitely seems like she is like tr- them trying to like she feels less like a character that is designed to be played as a character and like more like a character that is designed to, as a counter to other people playing the most right. popular
0: heroes in the game. Yeah, she she yeah. It it is one of the situations I also think like she ha- it is. Her ability set is the least visible. Like, it, it makes the least sense on its face, and which is fine. Like, there there are going to be skill, like, ceilings for every single person, or for every single hero in any of these hero-based games. Um, but, like, when I press the left bumper as Bangalore, I know exactly what's going to happen. Right. And I know what, like, the, the ramifications of, like, smoke being like smoke surrounding me, I know what that means. Mm-hmm. I know if I press left bumper as octane, I run faster. Like those things are very ob sorry. The PlayStation 4 just turned itself on uh-huh. and is now <laughs> about to take off into the fucking sun. Right. Yeah. I don't uh-huh. know what's happening. Uh I fixed it. Okay. I think. Oh. Um oh wait. Jeez. Self-destruct activating
1: in yeah, five, four, <laughs> three...
0: Four. Three Anyway, yeah, it, it I don't know. I'm I'm interested to see what there you with Overwatch, whenever heroes are announced, there is part of me that is like, oh, I know why they introduced this hero because it plugs this part of the meta. Right. Like it it is introducing a foil to whatever the current prevailing meta is. This game has all of the the building blocks of a game that has a meta, but also it's a battle royale so it doesn't really matter. <laughs> sure. Like, it, it, it matters insofar as these characters have abilities, but also you're not working towards an objective other than staying alive. Yeah. yeah just... So, like, that puzzle piece, that, that the way those puzzle pieces interact is radically different.
1: And it's it like it's funny you say puzzle pieces, because that is one of the things, is I feel like a lot of the, with the exception of, Le- or before Watson, I think now we're seeing a little bit more of that, but, um most of them do not feel like they are designed to interact really at all. They, like... Right. It feels very much like, because it is a game that is meant to be, like, played with three players, but, like, also you can't always guarantee that you're going to be, like, with a group of non-total strangers, um, it feels like every kit in that game is designed to be, like, okay... There are probably ways to use these abilities, like, with each other, but, like, really they operate independently of one another. Like, right. Octane's sprint is does not really, like, play into, like, Wraith's other thing, like, or her, her ability to, like, shift dimensions or whatever, or, right. or or whatever. Like, there there are ways, because, like like, with anything, that once it reaches, like, goes into the wild, like, once, like, players actually get their hands on it, people are going to figure stuff out. But it doesn't feel, from the ground up, designed the way that, like, a... Like, a Pharah rocket and a a Zarya black hole thing together, you know? Exactly. Like, oh, bring everybody together and then boop them off of a a cliff and kill them that way or whatever. Like, Mm -hmm. it's it's not a game like that. Um, And Watson, yeah, Watson does feel a little bit strange in the meta right now just because she does feel like the first time that they're trying to do that but they haven't added any characters that actually do anything around her (laughs) with it yet there's no character that has like it's not like pathfinder can shoot his grappling hook and pull somebody into your electric fence right Mm -hmm. um and I, i think the game is maybe like building towards something like that like apex legends i think they're definitely in it for the long haul uh it feels like anyway because it was just such a massive success it almost feels like it's impossible not to be um, that they can't, like, you know, don't plan to continue doing this, but I think it is also just the, like, nature of the beast of, of, like, how live games have gone, where we're so trained to expect everything to be out right fucking now and, like, super, super fast. And so, like, the fact that they're maybe building towards something feels strange because, like, if this was Fortnite, they would have they would have built to it already and then patched exactly. it and then thrown it out and then built something new insta- instead yeah. of it. And I think that's, like, a healthier uh, design philosophy. I think it's, like, a healthier business philosophy. Yeah. But also, yeah, it's just, like, my stupid lizard brain isn't, like, ready to be, like, am I, I'm thinking, like, well, how come the, the game don't work the way I want yet? Like, <laughs> like how come I can't understand this
0: yet? Um, a 6v6, v6v6v6, V6, up to 60 people mm-hmm. would, I think, I, I would recontextualize this whole conversation. Sure, yeah because you shrink that map a little bit or whatever but like that would require you to consider team composition yeah and i guess i'm just what i'm saying is i should play more overwatch i think is what my brain is telling me what actually if you just played overwatch <laughs> here's the um, thing yeah don't
1: don't worry about overwatch overwatch 2 just wait for overwatch 2 it's yeah, on yeah
0: overwatch right. 2 it's coming oh, it sounds like it apparently um, yeah that remember overwatch i do I remember watched some overwatch. overwatch league Um, That game is so boring to watch now. It's a real shame. I feel like it was always boring to watch, personally. Yeah. I never personally loved watching Overwatch. It's Uh, like... It's a shame. It's such a shame. Like, that, that, that game has kind of faltered because it is trying to cater to Overwatch League. Yeah. Like, the actual excitement that I know that game can produce is basically all gone because they're afraid of upsetting the balance. Yeah. Of.
1: And and I think that that shows in just the kinds of things that they add to that game. (laughs) It's like, here's a new character. Here's another new character. Mm -hmm. Here's a third new character. Here are some skins for those characters. It's like. And here's an here's another map. Like it's very like there's nothing. I don't think there's ever been anything at like you think about like again like just compared to something like Warframe where it's just like I don't know. This game was like here's a, you. It was like a de- like a horde mode or whatever at first, and now here's a mission where you are like. Building um, big extractors that like suck resources out of the earth, and then you have to defend them on various parts of right. this map. Or like, here's a mission where you like have to fight a giant kaiju or whatever. Overwatch doesn't like do that cuz stuff because it is so it is so high on the supply of like. No, this is a competitive game. We think about mm-hmm. Overwatch the same way we thought about competitive StarCraft, uh, and it's just like I'm not like I was I was and that went really well for us, and that went really well for everybody, really. <laughs> Um, and I think, like, I think, like, in general, like, eSports as a concept has really, really faltered in the last, like, six months to a year. Like, eSports, like, has fallen, kind of fallen by the wayside. Like, I think, like, a large part of it, like, a lot of the stuff that felt very scummy and scammy, um, you know, two years ago, people kind of realized, like, like, a lot of that stuff came to the light and said, like, yeah, that stuff felt, like, shady because it turns out it was shady. Yeah
0: yeah it's good that um Activision isn't leaning into um another another league with another big video game that's like pretty solid oh wait, hold on, huh? I'm receiving news and information that they're starting a call of duty league in the same vein as oh. overwatch league, so it's uh I'm just gonna do this one again.
1: well, it's, it's fine. it's another you know super healthy brand at the top of its game um uh, mm-hmm. you know Call of Duty has never
0: been bigger uh people have no. never been more into it like I just can't can you can you imagine? Uh, I'll move on after this. But, like, the the conversations that, like, the story team uh, at Infinity Ward is h- trying to have about their video game Call of Duty Modern Warfare for the first one, um, are the conversations that they're having around it, but then also thinking about how, like, there's just another executable that you can access from the main menu that, like, people will be playing at, like, the forum or whatever to, like... Uh, uh, it's a lot anyway video games yeah esports it's a lot it's just like i just can't like the part of my brain is having is having such a hard time putting together like the the culture that i know surrounds the call of duty uh multiplayer community Mm -hmm. uh, and then putting that into context with the uh this video game is about war and like the ramifications of uh what it is like to be an invading invading force yeah uh And then also, like, I'm supposed to be hype when, like, six white dudes uh, do a better job of shooting six other white dudes on a stage. uh
1: Uh-huh. (laughs) What? <laughs> and then you know, two weeks later, one of them is like streaming and has a heated gaming mm-hmm. moment, mm-hmm. and it's like, all right, well, and then and then like some other white dude who's a commentator uh, for a fucking Mordhau or whatever has to come out on Twitter and say like, hey, you can't <laughs> hold him accountable, like he was in the moment, you know, blah blah yeah. blah, blah blah. Oh my heated fucking
0: God. It's, it's about war.
1: Yeah. Uh huh. <sighs> it's like everything around that cult. Like it's the that's the thing too. Is just like so much of like. It, there's almost a sadness to like, oh, it's it's kind of bum. Uh, like I loved Dota, professional Dota for a long time. I loved uh, going to the international in Seattle. It was super fun. It was super hype. I loved seeing all my friends. I had a great time the the three years that I went. <clears throat> I still feel like nothing of value is lost <laughs> with <when, when, laughs> now that like esports is kind of like like slowly but kind of secretly fastly or like very quickly dying. Mm-hmm. Um, And I think a lot of even the people that, like, who really care about esports to a large degree are kind of of a similar mind, because I feel like there is, like, a contingent of people out there who are thinking to themselves, like, okay, yes, please let this very corrupt, weird version of this die so that, like, the good version of it can rise... On the ashes or, right. or or whatever. But, like, even then, I think there are, like, just so many, like, weird cultural problems around the sides that have not been addressed that, like, until you do anything with that, I don't think that there's much, like, this thing cannot continue to thrive and grow and become, like, like bigger and better the way that it should be. Like, I think we have really reached a cultural point now where it's just, like, you are very much limiting yourself and, like, the scope of what you are capable of being um, in the long term if you do not, like, take a moment to just, re- like, be self-reflective. Um, I think like it was. I think it was. Well, I was going to call it Waypoint. Vice Games uh, had talked about this stuff a little bit a few weeks ago with like how, like how Harry Potter kind of like felt like it was on top of the world, and now it just kind of like eh, that that mobile game's not doing super hot, and like mm-hmm. nobody seems to like these new movies, and that play was bad, and like some of that I think like they they kind of talked about how like some of that feels like that 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 franchise did not keep up, like, it did not modernize itself be partially because of the the creator not being a particularly good person <laughs> in a lot of yeah. ways, and, like, having a lot of very bad opinions about, uh, you know, tra- especially transgender people and, like, um, opinions about race and, you know, sexuality and all these different things and stuff, and For as much as people talk about how Harry Potter, like, grows up with its audience and stuff like that, like, there was a limit to that. And I feel like you see this in a lot of different... Like, you know, this is getting way off the mark of esports now, but, like, you see that with a lot of different um, media now, like, today. Like, there's so many, like, weird, like, auteurs, like your Joss Whedon's of the world who were, like, Oh, that dude made Buffy the Vampire Slayer, and then the Avengers! And, Mm -hmm. like, now who gives a shit? (laughs) Because, like... Like he just does not like he did not update his politics or his opinions and you know like his his viewpoints on things like that to, to go with this world and like if your if your thing if your cultural event your uh cannot um you know keep itself uh ahead of the curve that way like culturally like it's just doomed to fail in the long run um and I just don't think we've necessarily. I think the closest we've probably seen to something like doing this successfully is uh, Star Wars. I feel like has
0: got done a little bit of this, right? Um, but then, like, it, it is so clearly like walking it back. Like, it like the the thing I, I saw Spider Man Far From Home yeah. yesterday. I don't know if you've seen it yet. I have not. No. Um, or if you have any interest in seeing it. Oh, but, like, I certainly do. The, the it is so interesting. Like you mentioned, Joss Whedon like being a like a a crucial part in the fact that the MCU is the MCU like, and the fact that this whole fucking thing exists. Like a crucial
1: part in like pop culture in the in
0: yeah. the 21st
1: century, really.
0: Yeah. But like being able to see the walls of the politics of the people making these movies mm-hmm. is so interesting because you can track you can you can see where one person politics stopped and they're like this is or what what like I would consider a person's politics to have stopped. Maybe they might be like, my no movies I have ever made is political and this is just <laughs> um they just punch people on this one and there's no politics. Um but like watching seeing where like Joss Whedon's version of what the event like what the word like what the idea of the Avengers is mm-hmm. um and what that represents and what that is supposed to do. And in the least in like not a spoiler there's like a lot of conversation in this movie about like these very specific phrase Avengers level threat Mm -hmm. which like is a very loaded phrase because it what literally needs to happen to like drag out all of these people who have been self-ordained really to like save the world who needs to be involved like like who needs to actually be affected by this thing and like a very specific choice about location mm. is made in this movie. Um, for for the like the ma- the last major conflict in the movie, a very specific choice is made about location because in Mysteria's eyes, it needs to be in this specific location for it to be considered an Avengers level threat. Okay, but like all of that stuff is set up by the ideas that we w- were having ten years ago, that people were having ten years ago. And it's, like, we've actually only moved, like, five feet from that, even though the people watching and the people consuming this stuff have moved football fields away. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um... Yeah. I I, I, I have not seen the movie, but I,
1: I I can I can exactly see what you mean. Like it, it is very much yeah. a situation where it's just like yes, yeah. Uh, people only care about like, there there are large swaths of people in the world that like who only care about like who would conceptually care about a thing if it was happening next door, but do not give a shit mm-hmm. about it if it's as long as it's happening in the news and like they can yeah. compartmentalize it in that way and stuff and like having, yeah, like. We, I think we're well past that at this point. <laughs> like, I think you can yeah. look at like we we literally have children in cages like right now, and yeah. you know, like like, like literally, mm-hmm, and, and in <sighs> like concentration camps in the U.S. right now, and mm-hmm. uh, it's buck wild. Uh, granted, whatever. Like that movie has been in development for like. Two years or whatever at this point of two, sure, like, yeah. sure, sure. sure. Gr- granted, things things were bad well before then, but like also everything is everything that is coming out now. Like Watch Dogs Legion is another. If we want to bring it back to video games kind of com- comparisons, that's a game with people in cages in it. You know, <laughs> like mm-hmm. um, and. That game was in development long before, like, that specific... That very specific imagery started becoming, like, in the news the way that it is now. But it was also a thing that was always going to be a possibility. And a thing that had happened in the past that we had not learned from. Because, you know, that's just how the world works, it feels. Um, Yeah, I don't know. Um, But, yeah, like, it is definitely interesting to see that stuff. I think, like I said, like, I think Star Wars is maybe, like, the one example that has kind of, like... We'll see how things go with J.J. Abrams. We'll see how much of this he retcons or yeah. does not retcon. But, like, the, you know, very specifically, The Last Jedi is like, hey, these uh, this, like, group of self-appointed cops who, like, thought they were good, mm-hmm. like, cool to, to um police the entire galaxy like extra judicially with like nobody's like say so uh they caused so much more harm than they ever did good they literally like they they, at the height of their power they allowed this like entire fascist regime to take over that created a weapon that like like was literally designed to destroy planets (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) like and their golden boy killed a bunch of kids you know yeah like straight up Uh uh-huh and And, like that's part of why i love that movie but yeah
0: yeah, for the last Jedi is good, actually. Yeah, <laughs> this I, is, if anybody hasn't heard, <laughs> Um, yeah, I don't know. Like that's exactly like is JJ did a very good job setting the table. Totally, he's good at that. He's, not he's so very good, at the good other at, parts. At, he's very good at set, table setting, and then you can kick him out mm-hmm. and like let someone else um, say some things. Yeah, <laughs> about it, the stuff that happens.
1: That, there's, like, a line in uh, The Force Awakens where he's, like, where like the, right at the beginning where a character says, this will begin to make things right. And I know a lot of people took that line to basically mean, like, okay, we really, f- like, screwed the pooch on those prequels. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, this will be the start of the—like, we're going to really go back to, to our roots. We're going to have, like, another Death Star do this, that, and the other thing. JJ is really good at, like, making modernized versions of the, of the, the old thing. But, yeah, like, he yeah. just does not know how to, like— swing any higher than that and like yeah uh star trek into darkness is a very bad movie <laughs> like,
0: yeah mm, yeah i'm very worried about i'm, I'm very it's very good, worried about it's, this movie about the next it's Wars. great that um it's great that the next trilogy is coming from um oh yeah the, the folks that brought us uh game of thrones because oh. they um have a lot to
1: say isn't right Ron-
0: there's two trilogies, there's two more. There's one that there's a Ryan Johnson one. Right. Which is the one I want. But that one's that's the one I also want. That one's coming after or will be like intercut with um the <sighs> DB Weiss and the other dude.
1: Yeah, but here's the here's the other thing. Those guys are going to get fired like 6 months before the movie's going to come out and then they're going to put like fucking I don't know Who's like a director? JJ Abrams. JJ Abrams, Abrams will come in and he will do this he will do the next one. I was gonna say like Brad Bird. I'm trying to think of like who's like who's like the most like boring ass white person that they could bring up. They've already done Ron Howard, so they can't do him again. Fuck.
0: Um, can you imagine a brad bird led star wars movie oh yeah little character that film would have Uh,
1: and it would just be the entire thing would just be like act like like taking the last jedi and be like no actually some people are just born genetically superior and should just be (laughs) like like totally yeah like um it like luke pulls out the sacred jedi text and it's just at the shrugs um (laughs) it's like ah it's it's, it's fine it's right here yeah
0: it's right here oh my fucking god anyway I
1: don't know that we have a lot more to talk about we're kind of off no. the rails here it's probably yeah. the end of this podcast um, Without the
0: US women won, won the world cup
1: oh yeah they did that was cool
0: and fucking ruled yeah. that's good stuff Go to... reactivated my voice in a bar in New York watching that game
1: oh reactivated you were like shouting
0: <laughs> yeah yeah nice. it was you know you know when you do a yell and it's like you feel it you like you feel your body saying no stop like I yelled when when Megan put that penalty kick in, and then like I felt it in my ears. Like I felt the yell in my ears. <laughs> I was like, oh, I've I've ruined I've ruined my whole head zone, um, and then like I just didn't have like there were there were notes in my in my vocal range that I just couldn't produce for the next couple of days. Beautiful, um, but it was all worth it
1: yeah it's all worth it for those pictures of um that one lady kissing her girlfriend in the stands or, or a fan mm-hmm. or whoever was in the stands and all the people being like uh the soccer player celebrates with a fan uh-huh, <laughs> uh-huh. interesting
0: uh-huh celebrating mm-hmm. with a fan they're just saying hello yes that, that's what they're doing that's all it is uh those that, that image is very good um that's good anyway uh,
1: thanks everybody for listening in on another episode of fan with the fan by podcast this has been July 10th I don't remember the names of the, the numbers of the episodes so I just say the date now <laughs> um, you can we do have uh, some listener mail we had some last week as well but I'm, I was waiting for us all three to be together so I didn't say it last week uh, and then of course merit's not in this week so we'll hold that off again until next week but just as a reminder for folks uh, it is a podcast at fan with or no sorry fa- podcast at fanbitecom is our uh, listener email address so you can email us any questions comments concerns tips um cool memes
0: don't memes just well hold on you don't need to send us memes don't do that
1: uh, but you can say you know if you have any cool <laughs> questions or anything like that. Well, hopefully next week Merritt will be back on and Nikki won't Nikki's voice will hold out and um, something yeah. horrible won't happen to me because like I feel like yeah we, we last week it was you this week it was Merritt so I'm just uh, like it's your turn yeah it's my turn I'm just gonna fu- <laughs> fucking wash up dead in a lake here uh, next week so that'll be a problem but. <laughs> uh- <laughs> Uh, but yeah, so so send us uh, your stuff. You can follow me at uh, at Stevenstroma on Twitter. It's S T E V E N S T R O M. Nikki, where can they follow you?
0: You can follow me on Twitter at Godsua G O D S E W A, and you can uh, also follow us on Twitter at Fanbyte Media. Hell yeah! Uh, which I'm I, we should get that handle changed. Should we? Yeah, the person who has it um, has never tweeted. Oh. they've used the platform correctly just to yeah. say they've never tweeted
1: yeah, exactly. Like, you know, they, they, they saw it coming they knew what was happening yeah, um, yeah you can uh, find uh, the rest of our work at fanbite.com that's fanbite with a Y it is a fantastic video game website I've been doing a lot of Final Fantasy fourteen coverage that new expansion mm-hmm. is good as hell um, the story is very, very good. Um, we've got some uh, Teamfight Tactics coverage. We've got some Destiny stuff going up now. Uh, with the, the Bad Juju just came out. It was a fucking super good gun from Destiny 1, and I'm very excited to get it. And we have a very good guide up about it. Uh, Nikki, you sound like you were going to maybe write something about Mario, that, that Dr. Mario.
0: Yeah, that Dr. Mario thing. I'm trying to figure it out. It's like... <sighs> Yeah. It's a mobile game. Like, that's the frustrating thing. Not to, like, open a can. It's just a mobile game, and I think that is the thing that annoys me the most Mm -hmm. about it. Yeah. Um, Sounds like a real disappointing... Yeah. Yeah. It also feels bad to play.
1: (laughs) (laughs) That's also true. That's also fair. Uh, Also, even though they're not here right now, you can follow Merit on Twitter at at MeritK Uh, I don't remember how to spell it, M-E-R-R-I-T-T-K, it's the letter K, Mm -hmm. uh, on Twitter, uh, if you want to follow them. Uh, Thank you once again for sticking with us on this, uh, once again, another kind of uh, shorthanded episode. We'll we'll hopefully be back next week with three people to talk about uh, cool stuff. Um, See, oh, uh, the thing we always say at the end of the every episode, Nikki, do you want to send us out? Yeah. Thanks
0: for the knowledge.